got off the phone with my partner. He told me he need three. I told him I got it. Huh? You probably ain't heard how I'm rocking. I beat your ass up, leave my gun in my pocket. Yeah. Just went up on my prices, you dig? I went up. Keep a gun with no license, you dig? Off the top, I ain't writing this uh -uh. shit. I keep a Glock, I ain't fighting you, bitch. Yeah, I'm trying to strike him. Come here. I got shit on lock. Right, I'm lost in the DM, she think that I like it. Uh -huh. I just want some good hair, she won't tie it. Hit my music on Apple and Tidal. I got the juice like I'm Snapple, I'm viral. Uh -huh. She suck my dick for a pick. Uh -huh. I smack her ass, give a dick. dick. I turn your ass to a lick, bitch. We hop off the sprinter with sticks. We came for a show, but these Ross ain't for show, nigga. Do the wrong thing and we in in this shit. Oh, God. Hey. We hop off the stage, then we follow. Uh. Nigga, reach, you trying to go viral? Pussy. He get beat to sleep for playing tough in the club. He won't remember tomorrow. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh. A real, I'm a real block star, uh huh? Yo, 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 what's the deal, people? Sorry, it took me so long to get back with y'all. I had some technical difficulties. Of course, life happens, computer crashes, and things of that nature. But, for the most part, what's the skinny is back up, running in full effect, and I promise you I won't leave y'all that long no more without dropping something i apologize for that i know i had a few people messaging me and hit me up talking about where the podcast and what's going on and those that was asking about it and, and checking in on it i highly appreciate it i really do because now we back in motion and we about to get things going i've been talking to a few people trying to get some some stuff set up so you know, little by little, as I wasn't recording, I was still doing my thing on the networking side. So we still are going to bring you live things, raw things on What's the Skinny. But at this moment, we about to focus on NBA free agency. I wanted to get this done before it hit at five o'clock because it's so much to talk about. There's so many different scenarios. And I know the moment that players start going places i don't want to hear i told you so's i don't want to hear what the hell's i don't want to hear he's dumb well i mean i'm not saying i don't want to hear it but i'm about to get my stuff out before five o'clock hits so it ain't no oh nigga you didn't know or you didn't say it ain't even about that either it's just about shit this free agency is the biggest free agency the nba has had i think ever 266 eligible free agents some with player options some with team options but i think the free agent pool was like 266 players like or something like that and we know at least 10 to 15 of those are marquee free agents as far as top five top 10 players in the in top 15 players in the nba but for the most part yeah i'm back in this thing it's what's the skinny we about to get this thing going i ain't gonna hold y'all up chill introductory done and let's get straight to business we about to talk my talk laker talk and as i got my notes ready to get ready to do this podcast the past few days i seen that the lakers moved the last three how do i put this 
money binding contracts to the Wizards to free up the space to for sure have the salary to get the a max free agent, which isn't a bad thing at all because we need more money to get the players that we need most definitely. But the thing is, is if it ain't Kawhi, I really feel like, or even Clay. But if it ain't Kawhi or Clay, I feel like the Lakers should use their money and grab death more so than get a, a marquee free agent since we got Anthony Davis via trade now. Like, Kawhi Leonard, yeah, he's definitely, if we grab him, he's definitely the guy that will be our main primary defender, and it would take a lot of slack off, I mean, a lot of load off LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the defensive end as well. But we would only have one mid-level exception and then the rest would be vet league minimums. So that means we would have to work out something like bringing back a Trevor Ariza for the hometown special and hopefully he finishes his career at Laker. Um, probably JaVale McGee can get him to come back. He said he wanted to come back. So let's let's not be stupid and, and actually bring players back that want to come back that actually have productive seasons. We let Lou Williams go we lost Brooke Lopez. So let's not make the same mistakes moving forward. It's good that the Lakers are back on Kawhi's radar, but that still doesn't guarantee that he is going to come to the Lakers. Like, the Clippers have a decent roster over there, and Kawhi Leonard could do the same thing he just did in Toronto for the Clippers, and that's lead a decent supporting cast to possibly – Western Conference Finals and or NBA Championship in the title because right now for the next year until KD get healthy and Clay, the Warriors are vulnerable well I ain't gonna say vulnerable they about to have some boxes they gonna have to check off that they hadn't had to check off before if they succeed but that leads me to talking about Jay Williams saying that if Kawhi do come to the Lakers, it's a weak move, like, similar to Kevin Durant if he leave Toronto. I'm like, how? I'm like, for one, Kevin Durant basically had his own team, and the Thunder was going to max him. He chose to leave because he felt like either the front office or the system that he was in in Oklahoma City didn't work. I'm all for that. If you need to leave, leave. But what Kevin Durant did was went to a team that not only previously beat him, but was the best team in the NBA. If you want to say they was the second best team in the NBA that year because they lost to LeBron James, so be it. But during the regular season, they was the best team in the NBA. And that's pretty weak in my eyes. I ain't going to say weak. That's pretty, pretty, you're taking the easy way out more so to say. So, for one, that comparison is already dead right there. And then second, how can you compare that, what Kevin Durant did to Kawhi Leonard wanting to go home? He's Him being from the Southern California region, how can you say a player is weak for wanting to go back home? That I don't understand. Like, regardless of the fact that matter, the Lakers ain't been winning championships. The Lakers ain't been... uh going to playoffs back-to-back-to-back or going to Western Conference Finals back-to-back-to-back. So I can't sit here and be like, oh, well, he's weak for going to L.A. with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Okay, that may be weak, but 
in your eyes, but who are we to say we was just four or five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago, talking about the players need to choose their destinations. The players shouldn't be able should be able to pick where they need to go or where they want to go. It shouldn't be based off of the organization get trading them off before they go some before they get the option to go somewhere or signing them to a four or five year deal and then trading them like the Clippers did Blake Griffin telling them that he was gonna be there and then sending them off the same thing with the Raptors did DeMar DeRozan. They'll tell them it's a business, but when they do stuff what's best for them or what's gonna get them rings, they ring chasing or or, or, or they taking the easy way out. And the only way I see you taking the easy way out is if you did what Kevin Durant did is go to uh team that's been in the finals two years in a row and you was actually one game away from going back to the finals but you left and went to the team to basically get there with ease like Kevin Durant knew what he was doing Kawhi Leonard can't be put in that same category for wanting to go home on top of wanting to go play for the franchise that he grew up loving like that I don't get that Jay Williams on that one but that like I said I don't think the Lakers should really go after marquee free agents. Like, I wanted Kimba. I'm a Kimba fan because I'm a UConn fan. But we need death. And if it ain't Kawhi or Clay, we don't need to be maxing nobody else out. We need to be spreading that money along. I mean, around. And that's where D'Angelo Russell come in. And I would love for D'Lo to come back. I was a fan of him while he was there. But when he did the shit with Nick Young, of course, that's going to create locker room issues and and, and player issues and personnel issues. So the organization had to do what was best for them at the time being. But with that comes growth. And I think that trade and that situation helped him grow because within two years he became an all-star like people thought he would as well as leading the Brooklyn Nets to the playoffs for the first time and who knows how long. So I'm all for D'Angelo Russell coming back. And it's mutual, so hopefully we get something out of that. But if we can't get Kawhi, that's where I want to go. And then we could possibly bring in a Seth Curry for ten million a year. If we give D Load in twenty twenty five, that'll give us anywhere between thirteen to to, to possibly eight to nine mil to spend. So we might can get a Seth Curry or if 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 Danny Green don't go where Kawhi go, we might can get a Danny Green or possibly Pull back a Brooke Lopez or, or or hell, even offer Boogie Cousins some, some money to see uh, maybe nine, eight or nine mil to come through. Hell, Michael Brog Malcolm Brogdon. Um it's the the, the 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 free agency class is so deep because the players are opting out because they want to choose their destiny now, their destination, versus letting the organization sign them and trade them off after they told them they're going to be loyal to them for the next four years and then, oh, it's a business. But if the Lakers do get Kawhi, we will only have a mid-level exception and maybe five veteran minimums. And like I said, bring in the JaVale McGee. He said he's willing to come back. That'll be cool. But that would be hard. Like like I say, we'll have to get basically 10-year and up veterans, which ain't bad, but at the same time, we'll have AD, possibly Kawhi, and then if we have a KD-Kawhi matchup for the next, oh, my God, three, four years, that would be so epic. Like, I'm going to get into that later, though. 
But the Lakers should also go after Melo, regardless of the fact that matter if they get Kawhi or D'Angelo Russell and we got money. He's a veteran, get the vet given the veteran league minimum. He's been humbled, I'm sure. I think LeBron James could help him become bench mellow instead of hoodie mellow and help him get acclimated with the second unit to where that if Kuz ain't the sixth man and he's starting or if the lineup in the fourth quarter has Kuz in it and they sit mellow down, mellow could help run that second quarter, that that early second quarter, late first quarter, mid third quarter team, you know, to help them. And that'll possibly be 12 to 15 or to in six, maybe maybe 12 and 6, 15 and 6, something like that. But, I mean, I feel, I still feel like Melo got a little bit left in the tank. It's just, of course, niggas knew that the Houston situation wasn't going to pan out. Like, I figured that it wasn't going to pan out. That's why I didn't understand why they wanted him. But it is what it is. But shining a little light on the Kawhi situation before I get off the Lakers, he wanted Magic in the talks with him and Jeannie, well, with the Lakers organization and, Je- organization and Jeannie. And I honestly think that him and his uncle want to find out what actually happened as far as the emails, the LeVar Ball shit possibly, the, 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 how the organization is going to be ran because you see Palinka name wasn't included and it was Jeannie and and Magic and that was it and then they said AD and LeBron are going to be a part of the pitch as well but for the most part Palinka name didn't come up so I think they want to get an insight like y'all been Lakers for yada yada years tell us what really went down we want to know what really went down and why is this happening or why did this happen because if they tell Kawhi in his camp the truth and they feel like, okay, I get I get where y'all going, I get what y'all saying, the Lakers may trend up and he may take that 32 mil to come play for the Lakers. But we'll see, man. Free agency starts tonight at 5. Our time. Six o'clock Eastern time, and I think it's about to go down, man. We about to be jaw dropping and, 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 and big eyes and, 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 and hand praying emojis and everything else. It's about to go down, but we here. It's what's the skinny. I'm about to take a break, go get something to drink, and I'm about to come back with some more topics and get y'all out of here so we can get this uh, free agency. What's the skinny special done? Oh yeah, before I get to uh this next little topic I'm going to get into, I'm going to just give my little short free agency th- outlook on the Thunder. And due to how much money the Thunder have on their salary cap, it seems like they can't do much or nothing but probably bring in a couple of mid-levels or a couple of veteran uh, league minimum players because 
They still have Adams' money on the books, Roberson's money on the books, Westbrook money on the books, and Paul George money on the books. They supposedly was trying to work a trade, I guess, with Boston for Brown and Smart for Stephen Adams. And that wouldn't be a bad trade, but seeing how Nerland's opted out of his player option, knowing he can get a little bit more money this season and get utilized somewhere else, the Thunder kind of are hurting for a center right now if they let Steven Adams go. So it'll be kind of risky to trade him and bet bet your money on picking one up in free agency, well, one that can do what Steven Adams did or somewhat even equivalent. But... Yeah, the Thunder just don't got a lot of money on the books to shop with. So this either they got to trade and get some money or get some people off the books or or hopefully get a couple mid-levels that or, or veteran league minimums that will come want to just be some shooters. It's probably somebody like Vince Carter or something like that that could stretch the floor. He old, but I think he shot over 40% from the three last season. And this is last one. Why not let Vince get his last hoorah in Oklahoma City? Send him off right. You know what I'm saying? Young Vince Sanity. But the next thing we about to get into is bouncing from Boston. Because that's what it seems like everybody doing. Getting out of there. La Baba. System didn't work. Well, I ain't going to say the system didn't work. But Brad Stevens, I ain't going to say he took a step back this season. But he definitely showed that. Roster management is something he needs to work on because the way you mixed and matched minutes this season, people morale was dropped, people checked out, people not caring. And when it came to to light, when Marcus Morris was saying what he said, it kind of was like, or Markeith, whichever, uh, no, they got, it was Marcus. Well, uh, Marcus said, Morris said what he said. As far as people in the locker room, just they don't got it. Like they not they not they not worried about it. Come to find out, they was probably talking about Kyrie because he wasn't talking to him on some weird stuff. And I don't get that. Like how you have team. I understand days, you know, where you just don't want to fool with nobody. But weeks at a time, months, that's weird. Like, nigga, we got to play together. And if I ain't did shit to you to, to affect your game or to, to cause you to, to miss out on, on playing time or anything of that nature, what the fuck you tripping for? We got business to handle. If not, take your business elsewhere. Shouldn't have came here in the first place. Shouldn't have been talking all that noise and anything else. You, yeah, you can't control where you get traded, but you wanted away from LeBron. Now you're here. And now you're complaining again. So it's like, bruh, go do that shit in your cubby over there in your locker. Get away from us. Like, we'll figure it out. And when Brad Stevens seen that, he should have, I don't know, coaches now in the league just scared, I guess, cut superstar minutes. Shit, the Pelicans did it with Anthony Davis. Like, all right, well, you don't want to play for us no more? Cool. We about to just take you off the map. But I guess seeing how Boston was a playoff team, they tried to push through that shit. But I would put Terry Rozier right in that man's spot for a couple of games. Like, oh, okay, bet. You want to act like this? Well, scary Terry, come on. I wouldn't even have started him. I would have bought him off the bench and gave him starters minutes. Like, okay, you can play 32. Kyrie will play 27 today, and we'll see how that goes. Man, I don't know, but I'm not a coach. I haven't tried to be no NBA coach, let alone a basketball coach. Not saying I don't know the game enough, but nah. I just I can't have a player like that because I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something quickly, and if it hurts your little feelings, then, hey, 
I don't know what to tell you. Next man up. Regardless of the fact of the matter, if we losing, I ain't trying to teach no life lessons to no grown ass man, but we got a job to handle here. And then with Kyrie opting out, Al Horford opts out. I'm not saying they tie together as far as their decision, but our, we find out Kyrie opting out. Then we find out Al Horford opting out. This man's leaving 30 mil on the table at 32, 33 years old to possibly try to find a bigger contract for another team. But I think that may be reasoning and ways to just say that we don't want to be here no more. We've seen the, 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 what was going on in the locker room. We've seen how it was handled. Me and my camp said, you know what, we about to go elsewhere. Even if we don't get 30 mil from somewhere else, we getting the hell out of Boston. So, we, that is, ooh. Then y'all trade away Aaron Baines. And it's like y'all trade away Aaron Baines to try, I guess, free up space or make roster space or whatever. I mean, not roster space, money space to try to get another free to get Kimball to guarantee Kimball but now who's y'all big man like now who y'all 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 Al Horford walked and y'all traded Baines and Tice I think is a free agent this year so y'all it's hard like I ain't gonna necessarily say is this a is this like not necessarily a small rebuild but like a reboot because you still got Tatum you still got Brown but Al Horford, Kyrie Irving, Marcus Smart, I mean Marcus Morris, Daniel Tice, Brad Wanamaker, and Baines. Y'all lost all those players or losing all those players. Then you have to fill those spots. And y'all have to have the money to fill those spots. And not saying they don't have the money, but the players there. Like y'all have Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart. Terry Rozier said he's already gone. Like, he's he's out of there. Like, as soon as they basically offer Kimball, he's 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 gone. He's he's gone. They're, they're going to renounce his rights, and he will become a free agent. But all in all, do you think that this is a turnaround for what Danny Ainge did to Isaiah Thomas for how they how they did him dirty? You know, this man loses his sister, plays on a bum hip, carries these niggas deep in playoffs, make the deep playoff run, almost actually wins that motherfucker, but, you know, injury ends up taking a toll. This man mentally hurt, physically hurt, carrying these dudes, dropping 30, 40, 25, 7, 25 and 8, 30 and fucking 9, and y'all trade them. Y'all get rid of them. Y'all don't max them. Not even super max them, but y'all don't max them. That man was deserving of that money. And y'all got rid of them. And that's when, from that point on, I seen, like, shit. These players better take their money while they can. Like, ring chasing is one thing. But if a team ain't trying to pay you like Charlotte did, Kimba, get the fuck out of there. Because I think Kimball Walker maybe only missed 10 games in five years. Kyrie has missed how many and how many years? And Kyrie and Kimba is damn near the same player. Kyrie just may be a tad bit better closer. Kyrie only averaged three more points than Kimball. Maybe an assist or two more. But look at the system he played in. Look at the players that he's played with. And look who Kimball Walker has had and who he's played with. I don't think Kim has had even even a top 10 player on his roster 
since he's been in the NBA. Or, well, currently, at the time that he was on the roster, was a top 10 player. He may have had some top 10s, top 15s fall through there at towards the end of their career with him or at the at basically going down the hill. But how many top 10 players has Kemba Walker played with? And look at that durability. Look at that fight. Look at that dog. But we seen that in, the, in, the, in, the, in college when he led the Huskies on five straight. Excuse me. Led the Huskies on five straight in the Big East tournament to guarantee a spot in the NCAA tournament. Then, of course, you can't lose in the NCAA tournament to carry that UConn team all the way to the national championship. Shout out Kimba Husky Walker. Yeah, I'm a UConn fan, so I wanted to see Kimba get his bread, and I definitely wanted to see him out of Charlotte. But Boston Kimba, oh, 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 I still fuck with Kimba Walker. I'm a, that's that's one of my I ain't gonna say favorite players, but I am a fan of his. I, I'm I'm a, I'm a good fan of Kimba Walker just because I was a fan of him at UConn, so. Of course, I want to see his career be prosperous. He may not get an NBA championship. He may not be the leader if he do get one on the NBA champ, uh, NBA champion team. But, hey, he got that natty, and he did it in, in a fashion to where nobody, like, he's, that was a historic fashion. So, we just going to keep the things rolling. I ain't going to take no break or nothing. We just about to jump into the next, the next little subject. And I think we all smell the uh, the heat brewing because I think the Rockets are overheating and about to go boom. The Houston Rockets, yes. What the hell do y'all have going on over there between Chris Paul and James Harden drama and, and Chris Paul saying he didn't request a trade and, and, and James Harden not saying nothing on the matter about it? It's kind of like... Who do you believe? Who can you believe? It'd be so many inside sources and words and, and, and statements coming out that's true, that's not true. Then you hear people say one thing, just like, I'm going to touch on it for a second, just like the emails with Magic Johnson said, there was some snake stuff going on. And Rob Palenka, like, what are you talking about? Everything's fine in the Lakers organization. Then Magic reveals that the emails were about Palenka. So that's just a prime example right there. Like, nigga, anybody could say anything in front of a camera, but, hey, that paper trail, it stays with you. And sending emails and finding out about them is not the business. So let alone a player saying, requesting a trade, supposedly, and then it coming to light, and then him saying it's not true. Somebody a liar now, and somebody's about to look bad. So now that finger pointing stuff is going on, and who's going to own up to it is the thing. The Rockets are trying to shop Clint Capella, Eric Gordon, and P.J. Tucker. Like, I don't get, like, you knew what you was doing with Clint Capella, and you gave him that contract just last year. He may have not showed up in playoffs the way that people expected, but, I mean, hey, look at the matchups he was going against. You know, he, he did as much as he could with what he got. Eric Gordon, you know, he stepped up when needed be. And P.J. Tucker, that's your 3 and D uh, corner specialist right there. But y'all are willing to shop them to try to bring in Jimmy Butler and 
Harden and Chris Paul are ball stoppers. Yes, Chris Paul and James Harden can get assists, but they're also ball stoppers. They like to dribble, dribble, crossover, dribble, dribble, crossover, dribble, dribble, crossover, then throw the dom with maybe seven to five, five to seven seconds on the shot clock, and either you got to A, catch and shoot it, or B, make a quick move to get it up, or possibly if they collapse, you can get it back to them. But who, I ain't going to say who, that kind of offense gets stagnant. And a player like Jimmy Butler, who likes to move around without the ball and, 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 and cut, and, and I ain't going to necessarily say he has a, a, a game where he likes to ISO, but, you know, he's going to ISO because that's a part of his game. But I personally just don't see how Jimmy Butler fits with Houston and, and, and Chris Paul and James Harden. I mean, the the, the star cachet, the, the, the star and the superstar cachet would be there. But I'm like, I don't think that team has enough balls to, to, to be shared, especially with if you try to keep Gerald Green and, and, and bring Gerald Green back or Shumper to somebody of that nature. But y'all already... Losing Shump, Gerald Green, Austin Rivers, Fareed, and Nene. They just said they wasn't picking up his player options. So now you got to fill all those spots. And people talking about the Lakers, if they trade for Jimmy Butler, they shit going to look worse than ours because they losing their bench. We traded ours away and got money. They losing all There's the free agency. And they're not going to have just as much money as the Lakers. And people see how Houston plays. So it's like either if you don't shoot threes or a stretch player, you possibly ain't going to get a good look there as far as your role probably diminishing or something like that. So I don't know. Mike D'Antoni then led teams to, to the Western Conference Finals, but he can't get them out of there. And it's like, yo, offense is so good, but your defense is, eh. And just because you got good defensive players, if you don't coach up a good defense, that ain't going to help you. It it really is not going to help you. That's why I feel like the Lakers getting Frank Vogel and Jason Kidd is a good look because the whole time Frank Vogel coached when he was in Indiana, his defense was top 10 in the league the, every, every year. And I think it was number one for a year or two, not consecutively, but – one year it was number one, skip year it was like two or three, then bounced back the following year or the year after and was number one again. So Vogel knows defense, and you got Jason Kidd, he knows defense. That's a good look. But who is on the Rockets coaching staff or training staff that just make you be like, yeah, they got it, or this person going to do this, or this person going to help this person do that. Like Hakeem Olajuwon helped Clint Capella a lot, but – that's not what D'Antoni won his offense as far as pick and roll. Like, Clint Capella gets his shit off lobs and stuff like DeAndre Jordan. But James Harden is also stopping the ball a lot when he picks for him and he dribble, 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 sends him off. Dribble, 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 shoot. Dribble, dribble, step back. Dribble, 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 float. It's like, man, that shit ain't going to work. But they got to they gotta get Clint 16-5 off the books. Eric Gordon's 14 mil off the books. And P.J. Tucker's 8.4 off the books before they can even think of shopping for Jimmy Butler. Or they got to trade that shit away. And trading Clint and Eric Gordon only gets them 30.5 mil. So they still would need another 2 to 3 mil just to guarantee that Jimmy Butler would be able to come over there. And Miami is looking at Jimmy Butler, and he's going to sit down with them. So 
Ain't no telling, but the Rockets look like they're in some shit right now. Like, is it repairable? We don't know. I don't know. I'm not a Rockets fan. I'm not going to act like I just, like I say, I can't sit here and act like I got all this inside sources. I'm going off of media outlets and stuff I see on the internet and a little bit of researching and, and so on and so forth. But, hey, if they about to implode, let them do that shit in the middle of the season. Don't do it now. Hold on to the middle of the season so we can go ahead and take over. And I'm talking about the Lakers. But that's crazy that the Rockets just, like, they do this crap every year. They they bend to where they at, and it just start falling backwards. So hopefully they get it figured out because if not, that's probably going to be one of the best teams to not even touch the finals, like, ever like ever, not just the Western Conference Finals, but the finals in general. But we're going to take one more break. Then I'm going to finish up with the last few topics I got, the last few little things I want to put in in the air before NBA free agency, give y'all a little few predictions on where I think a few players is going before they actually, you know, sign that dotted line and give that verbal commitment. Because somebody might pull a DeAndre Jordan and give that verbal and then when it comes time to sign that deal, like, nah, you know what? And that's not I think about it. They crucified DeAndre Jordan for doing that shit. But like I say, they trade players away. Oh, we're going to max you out, DeMar DeRozan, gone, uh, San Antonio. We're not trading you. Gone. So like I said, you can't take these GMs and these owners' words into heart because it may be only a handful that actually mean what they say and say what they mean. Other than that, it's a business, and if they can make some money off you or possibly get some riches added by off of you by sending you away, they're going to do it. But, nope, we ain't going to get on that. We're going to keep it on NBA Free Agency, and I'll holler back in a second. You are tuned in once again to What's the Skinny. Chill. stuff to do and whatnot as a matter of fact i hope y'all have a blessed sunday i know it's kind of late to be saying that well it ain't never too late to tell somebody to be blessed but you know this is a special edition welcome back what's the skinny podcast free agency special episode that's a lot but oh well y'all get it but just a few more things i want to address before I, like i say i get out of here and our you're going to be calling these guys the overworked out warriors because they put it all on the line. 
this playoffs. I think they tried to make a statement as far as battling through the injury, you know, showing the heart, the grit, the fight, everything that you want to see in an athlete, everything you want to see them do, how they want, how, how you don't want to see athletes go out how they did as far as the injuries, but the what they did after they got injured, they just left it all on the floor. You could tell that Kevin Durant knew that his shit was 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 ruptured. Clay knew his knee was torn when he hit the ground. The man still wanted to play through it. He downplayed it like it wasn't something serious. And first and foremost, as an athlete who ain't never had a significant injury. I just want to say, like, I, I definitely cannot understand what they're going through right now. I cannot relate. My worst injury I had in high school was a, a, a dislocated shoulder and a little bit of torn ligaments in my chest and in my back, or like my shoulder blade in my back. And I could have got surgery and got it repaired or corrected or whatever, but I was told I would have to be out for, like, four to six months or something like that. And I would have missed the rest of my senior year in football and all the basketball season and or track, depending on which one I did. And I wasn't doing that in my senior year. So I downplayed it and, and played through that shit. And it kind of aggravates me today. But hell, what athlete don't have an injury that bothers them to this day? But that's, we about to get back to the topic. Like, do y'all feel like the Warriors dynasty is on pause or it's actually over, like done for? Because the injuries that both Clay and Kevin Durant got is going to take them a year to come back. So I'm not going to sit here and act like the Warriors can't replace bodies. I'm not going to sit here and act like the Warriors are not going to put people on their bench. We don't know who's going to try to go to the Warriors. Boogie may come back. We don't know what's going to go on. But for the most part, Steph Curry and Draymond Green are still on that team. They are still three-time champions. One is a defensive player of the year and all-defensive player. The other one is a two-time MVP and the leader in three-point shots made in a season. Ain't no way y'all can tell me that y'all going to count them out because this is just going to be a, a new test for Steph Curry as far as can he lead the team to the finals or to the playoffs without two superstars with him. It's going to be a lot on Steph Curry's plate this season coming up that's about to to open eyes to a lot of people who is either hating on him or feel like he couldn't do it by himself. We about to see because I personally think Steph Curry about to average just as much as James Harden on just as many, just as in, in a smaller amount of shot attempts, if that makes sense. Like he could possibly average just as much as 34, 35. <laughs> as well as shooting 50% from the field and possibly 40-plus percent from the three. Like, he fuck around and have it be a 35-point, 50-40-90 guy. And if we do see that, I don't think anybody has done that. If so, if it has been hardened, I haven't done my homework enough to know. So we'll figure that out. Like, I'll do some digging and some researching and, and come back with that on another day. But I think the biggest domino that has to fall for the Warriors, regardless of them having to max out Clay, is Kevin Durant. Because if Kevin Durant comes back and Kawhi goes to the Lakers, do y'all not know that that's a possible battle for the next 
three to four years between Kevin Durant and Kawhi, LeBron and Clay. I mean, LeBron, yeah, LeBron and Clay, fucking D'Angelo Russell and Steph, like Kuz and Dre. Do y'all not know how that matchup would be? That shit would be fucking epic to watch that, especially on the latter half of LeBron James' career because we didn't get to see the Kobe-LeBron matchup like we thought we would, but we got to see this Kevin Durant-LeBron matchup. Now let's see the Kevin Durant-LeBron matchup with even motherfucking players on the squad. Of course, somebody's going to trump somebody in the in the stat category or, or, or just the, the physical athletics department, but it's going to be some at real athletes going back and forth, not Matthew Delvadova going up against Steph Curry, not fucking Channing Frye going up against Draymond Green, but motherfuckers who is either around the same age or can do just as much as the players that they playing against. That'll be a really good look, and that'll be something I'm down to see because Clay's camp already said if they don't offer him the max, the Clips and the Lakers is on the radar off the rip. Like, you got to offer that man the max, and they already have. They offering that man 190 the max because he got hold off his super max because he didn't make an all-NBA team or all-NBA defensive team, which is bullshit. I don't see how he didn't make either one. Like, there is no way that that man does not make a, a all-NBA team or all-defensive team. Like, stop it. Y'all niggas ain't telling me that shit, but... I didn't get to uh, do my podcast. I was going to have a little contest for people that could guess the MVP, the most improved player, defensive player of the year, coach of the year. I was going to have a little contest and give out a gift card or something, you know, but that's when my my stuff started crashing, so I couldn't do it. But, yeah, they already offered him the max. I'm pretty sure he's going to take it. It's next about what's Durant going to do. Like, that's the decision that I think everybody is waiting on in the NBA to see is he going to go to the East Coast? Is he going to stay with the with the Warriors? Is he even going to entertain Dallas saying something about him? Who knows? But with Durant, it's a wild card. You never know. And we just have to go based off of his rehab and, and all the stuff, like the medical staff, the medical team. Like, is he gonna want to rehab with the Warriors especially after Iggy came out and was talking about his book on you know first take and things like that like the medical staff in, uh, diagnosed his injury as as a back, as a bone bruise or a back bruise or whatever but it turned out that he had actually fractured his spine his a piece in his back I guess so it's kind of like you know, you hear something about that, and then Boogie come back, and then his quad go out, and then KD's calf supposedly was hurt, and then he comes back and his Achilles ruptures, like, and then but Clay, you can his injury just happened in the midst of somebody trying to make a defensive play, so that's something that you know you can't just be like, oh well, the training staff is responsible for that, but those three injuries, it's like players was playing through injury, but was it by choice or was it because the medical staff diagnosed them as probable or as for, or questionable. Like, you can play through it if you want to, putting it on the player. And then if the player say that they don't want to play, it falls on the player and not the medical staff just saying you're not cleared. Like, I would rather a, a, a traded staff tell me I can't play and me get pissed off a flip over a table, but my livelihood would be good for the next game or the next couple of weeks versus – them tell me I'm good, and I got people saying, oh, he's going to be back, he's going to be playing, he's going to be doing this, he's going to be doing that, and 
I go out there because not only do I feel like I'm letting my team down, but if they say I can play and I'm not playing, they always, you know, had that saying, if you ain't you ain't injured unless you bleeding or you ain't hurt unless you can walk. Well shit, these niggas play today basically couldn't walk. And is that by choice? Or was that because the training staff told them they was ready to go? i.e. Isaiah Thomas. If he would have got that second diagnosis in the beginning, would that have changed up his Boston future? Kawhi Leonard, when he got that second option, and people crucified him for playing nine games. But guess what? Two-time finals MVP. Two-time NBA champion. And three trips. What you talking about? What DeMar DeRozan couldn't do, he went to another country and did. So, maybe taking care of your body and sitting out those games and still getting those checks is worth it. Because we've seen some players get some significant injuries and never be the same. Paul George is one of the few that had a serious bone break. And nobody, I ain't going to say nobody, it was very few players people, excuse me, not players, people that thought he was going to be playing at the level he's playing at again. His diehard fans may have, the people in, in Indiana may have, but how many people can really just sit here and be like they thought Paul George was going to become the player that he became after that devastating break? Like, that was horrible. But the thing is, breaks and tears are completely different. A tear might can fuck you up for life. A break might can be repaired with some screws and nuts and bolts. You may be fucked up for a minute, but you can always return. So it's like, that's crazy that now that the players have control of their destiny, they're, 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 they're holding control of their destinies and their destinations. I like it. Like, like I say, everybody knows that that shit KD pool going to the team that beat him, the, the the team with seventy three wins with some sucker shit, yeah. But we can't be mad at these players for 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 making their own choices. If they all want to team up, take pay cuts, and make a super team, that shit may be weak, but so be it. That's what NBA we in today. It's too much money getting thrown around in the league, and it's like if I'm uh, get penalized. Because I'm trying to hold on to this 22 mil on my cap and they saying I can't like I have to have 15 players and I got to go sign these 15 players and I got to sign them for this much. Why not go after the best players? Because you're going to get in trouble if you don't as far as trying to sign them. If they feel like you're trying to tank and stuff or just don't nobody want to sign with you. They, 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 there's, you know, different exceptions to stuff like that. Like you can't just not spend your money on players if you got it. That's why players like fucking Gorgon Drogic getting con like had got twenty mil, nineteen mil for like four or five years per year because they have to spend that money somewhere. You can't just hold that money or you'll get taxed for it and lose it anyway. So if two or three players want to team up and go somewhere, how how who are we to say that they wrong for doing it? Is it because of the franchise that they doing it with or is it just because they doing it in general? But we're going to save that before, you know, after free agency, when we see all these teams, where they linking up, who going where, what player going to sign for what, and, 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 you know, all of that. I'm going to hit some few more no a few more notes, and then I'm going to get out of here. 
But basically, I'm just going to give a rundown of what free agency is supposedly looking like so far. We got the Kings offering Harrison Barnes 90 mil. They said that Boogie could go play for New York for a considerable, considerable one-year offer if they strike out on uh, any top-tier free agents. So basically, Boogie is next in line in for New York if they don't get anybody that worthwhile as far as Kevin Durant, Kimba Kyrie, so on and so forth. And that's if Boogie chooses not to take a pay cut to go back to the Warriors or go play for somebody else for the same price or a little bit more. Darren Collison retired. You know, he played 10 years. He averaged uh, 12.5, five assists, uh, 2.7 rebounds, and 1.2 steals. He shot 47% from the field, 39% from the three, played 708 career games, you know. Shout out to the UCLA Bruin, you know. Had a decent career. I guess he felt it was time to hang it up. They do have rumors going around about Kyrie and Kawhi possibly teaming up, if you ain't heard. The Magic is set to offer Nikola Vukovic a four-year, 90-year, 90-million-plus deal. And they actually offered him this morning a $100 million deal for four years, so $25 million a year. I mean, it's worth it. He averaged career highs in points, rebounds, and assists with almost averaging 21 points a game, 12 rebounds, and four assists. All those was career highs and his first all-star selection. Plus, he helped lead the uh, Magic to the playoffs for the first time in six years. So, you know, they also said if the Magic don't get a deal done, that the Lakers and the Celtics is most likely going to try to offer him a deal to um, – have them come play for their organization. The T-Wolves want to meet with D'Angelo Russell, and his camp said that it's possible. But like I said, they have mutual interest uh, with L.A., and the Nets are also entertaining signing trade offers for D'Angelo Russell if the right offer comes. Um, I already talked about, you know, if Kawhi that go to L.A., KD should stay in Golden State, make that a little possible rivalry for the next three to four years. The Knicks are targeting uh, Robin Lopez to back up Mitchell Robertson. The Pelicans have interest in Al Horford, but their thing is they worried about that somebody going to offer him more money than they can give him, and he's going to go to that destination. But he left 30 mil in Boston, so if he feel he can get more, that's going to be a big push. If not, the Pelicans might be able to snatch him up if the right deals don't come to him in free agency. Because uh, Paul Millsap, the team, Denver picked up his team option, so he will begin 30 mil this year to stay in Denver. And Quinn Cook, Willie Colley-Stein, Jordan Bell, they are all became, become uh, unrestricted free agents. The teams ain't picking up the uh, their player options or what. I mean, their team options, so they're exercising their rights. Then we got the Pelicans, I mean the Pacers. I'm sorry, the Lakers, the Bulls, the Blazers, and Celtics interested in Enos Cantor. Ain't shit on defense, but my man can play some offense. He developed his offensive game the right way. I just wish he could have balanced his defense out because the Lord knows if the Lakers get Enos Cantor, we, we got to have a shitload of defense before we think about signing Enos Cantor. Let's bring back JaVale McGee first and then worry about Enos Cantor. We can do all that other stuff later. Like, uh, Enos Cantor... He's good, but let's 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 try to get somebody else first. Then the Mavs, the Bulls, the Clippers, and the Lakers are interested in Patrick Beverly. Of course, like who wouldn't want that man on defense? He's he's an all defensive team player. 
He's definitely not scared or intimidated by anybody. He's going to give you 100% up and down the court, like, on both ends. They talking about Derrick Rose is looking to sign in Detroit. Detroit has became the front runner to sign Derrick Rose. Who would have thought Derrick Rose going to, to, to Detroit, play Detroit basketball? Miracic, he's leaving the NBA to go to Barcelona. Don't know what happened. It's been some... Jokes going around on Twitter talking about it's Bobby Portis' fault because y'all know he broke his jaw or whatever, his orbital bone or something in the offseason. What, last year, this season, last season, he socked him out and fucked his shit up, and he missed hella games. So they've been making jokes about that. And then um, to keep it local, the Skins League is you got your local basketball players, from the city, used to play maybe college ball around the area. We just had Trey Young playing in the Skins League out here in Oklahoma City. So if you ain't doing nothing on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you could pull up to Woodson Park and go to the Woodson Gym and check out some good competition basketball in the Skins League. They normally have four games a day, Tuesdays and Thursdays. I think this week they're doing it June 1st and 2nd because it's 4th of July weekend, so... This Monday and Tuesday, they will be at the Woodson Gym getting it in. You should go by there and check it out. It's some good some good viewing. It's, it's good basketball. I'd like to shout out my semi-pro football team on winning a champ, uh, four-state football league championship. We was formerly known as the Jags, but now we're known as the Oklahoma Bears. And we got our second title, basically, just changed the name of the organization, but our second title in two years, changing leagues, same coaching staff, basically the same core. And I'd like to give a shout-out to them. You know, we coming out, coming out, trying to go get a third one next season. Um, For the most part, everything is back up and running. I should be able to, you know, give y'all what y'all want. Give y'all the podcast. Give y'all y'all some 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 tuning some things to tune into, for the most part. But like I say, some things happen and set us back. But we always have opportunity to bounce back. I ain't gonna hold y'all up. This is just the NBA free agency special with a little promo in between there. It's the realest, aka Skinny Hardaway. You are tuned in to what's the skinny, and let's see how this NBA free agency shake up. Chill. Early morning, uncle whipping in the kitchen. Some people said I couldn't do it and I did it. Look at my bank account, I'm running up the digits. I ain't in all that doing, never saw shit. I walk it, I talk it, I live it. Come to the birdhouse, look at the garage, nigga. My Bentley coupe got a couple pigeons. I was down on my ass, had to go a new direction. 